Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Today on the Get Ready for the Future show, we're focusing on making your retirement assets last. It is the number one problem our clients want us to solve and the number one problem for retirees everywhere. What are the challenges that you'll face in retirement and the strategies and planning that can take on those challenges. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. All across the state of Arkansas, welcome in on another Saturday morning to the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury to my right, Stephanie Smith to my left today, and Troy Johnson is in Janet Walker's chair today as she finishes up her vacationing. And we're going to talk a little bit about vacationing, by the way in this first segment because it is summer vacation we're talking today about making your retirement assets last guys and i was thinking about as summer vacation rolls in for my kids from school their summer break i guess is the better way to describe that and my wife who's now teaching also on summer break they're already counting the days how many days left do we have until we have to go back to school? Now, not so wow. much my wife, my, but but my kids are already wondering, you know, day to day. They're, they're, they don't mark okay. it on the calendar, but they're thinking it every day. How much time do we have left? Okay. Is this anticipation of going back to school? Absolutely not. Okay. I just wanted yes. to make sure that you didn't have really weird kids or something. Yes. But uh, then the, the issue then is, why don't they just enjoy it and, and not worry about it. Just it. live in the moment. Be where yes. your feet are, as they like to say. Well, it's a great parallel for today's show because yeah. they want their summer vacation to last. Yes, Obviously, you want your retirement assets to last. So a couple of summer vacation stats for you. We've talked on this uh, broadcast many times about how much time people spend planning for their summer vacation. So I'm going to put some hard numbers behind this because I don't think we've really ever mentioned to my recollection a survey, but there are many out there. I picked one that was about two years ago, 2017. What do you think the average amount of time that a family spends planning their summer vacation? I'm going to open this up for guessing games. I'll take a guess on this. We just booked a cruise for July, and I bet that was three days ago, and every night that I've gotten home, we've probably spent at least an hour trying to figure out what we're going to do. And that'll probably continue. So I'm going to say probably 10 hours total planning. All right. You want to take a guess, Stephanie? I would say I'm a planner. I have to be honest. So I research um, probably 24 hours. I don't know why. Three days. Yeah. Kind of added it up. Okay. John? You know, I'm going to somewhere in the middle. I'm going to say about 15 to 18 hours. Yeah. You guys are all right on 10, 10 to 20 hours if you are familiar with your destination. So there was a difference. If you were going somewhere new, it was up to 40. Wow. That's a long time to spend on a summer, on a summer vacation that's obviously probably not even going to last much longer than 40 hours. Well, I can assure you, you're not going to spend that amount of time planning your retirement at Genwell. That's right. Yeah. We don't have time to do that. <laughs> Nor do we have all the, I mean, there's just not that much to do. Uh, you, you get the numbers down and then you, you go, as I said to you uh, about your kids, you go live it, right. go, go enjoy it because you've got to be prepared though. You've got to know, you know, okay, I've got everything in line as far as the the income is concerned. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this when you were mentioning this. You know, people think about the weekend as sort of a little short vacation. Mm -hmm. And ask the question around the table here. What day do you spend the most money? Ooh, that's a great question. Are we talking about average work week? No, no. Monday through Monday through Sunday. Yeah. What day okay. do you spend the most money? Troy, what day do you spend the most money? Saturday. For, yeah. yeah Me too. Scott? I'd say Saturday. I would say Saturday as well. Here's the thing. When you retire, every day is Saturday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Every day is Saturday. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything to do. Right. You know, you, you, on Saturday, you go get your stuff at uh, the local hardware store. You go and spend money on this. You go shopping. You go maybe grab some lunch or dinner or what have you. Well, you don't spend that money Monday through Friday because you're working. You got all this other stuff occupying your time. Yeah. But when you retire, every day is Saturday. That means that mm. you've got to have your finances right, and that's why you need to spend 
not maybe 20 hours, but maybe, you know, let's call it six to 10 hours planning your retirement with a retirement professional. Yeah, that's a great point, too, because when you think about that now, if you included bill paying in there, I think maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, might, yeah, might, every might conquer Saturday. That's right. So, But if you take that out of the equation, which we hope you will be able to do, the debt anyway, obviously there's going to be bills in retirement, but if you can take the debt out of the equation, you're right. It's a disposable income day, seven days a week. Yes, yes. And, and you know, an idle mind spends money. That's right. <laughs> it yeah. does. That's true. And so you've got to be prepared for that. And one of the problems that, that we see oftentimes when people retire is they start running and gunning and doing everything and, and taking all these trips. And, you know, it's kind of like the piggy bank has opened and let's mm-hmm. go do this and let's go do that. And then all of a sudden they wake up one day and they go, wait a minute, we are spending our, our portfolio down pretty rapidly here. Are we going to have enough money to last us the rest of our life? And yeah. I think that's the central question that we're trying to get to here is how do you avoid running out of money before you run out of time? And John, I think the reverse is true. And Troy, you can speak to this is sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes people, because they don't have a plan, are scared to death to spend a penny of their retirement assets. Yeah, yeah we see both sides of it. Some yeah. people are spending way too much. Some people are just paralyzed and they, they don't know how much they can spend. So they sit at home and do nothing. And obviously that's not what we want you to do either. We want you to be able to enjoy your retirement, but we want you to be able to spend an appropriate amount. So today's show is all about making your retirement assets last. So this is specific to anyone that's, we'll say, five to 10 years out from making that decision to walk into retirement. Think about that. How are you going to spend Saturday every day? And the conversation for us is always turning that, pivoting that conversation to a talk about income. It's not about how big of a pile of assets you have at the end of your work life, although that does factor into it. But that's not the first question that we believe you should ask, although it is the first question we often get inside of a client meeting room is how much do I need to retire or do I have enough to retire? But the question you need to ask yourself, and we'll encourage you to do that today if you're in that five to 10 year retirement red zone, as we like to call it, is how much income are you going to need and how much income are you going to want in retirement, because retirement is essentially an income problem. Earlier this week, Investment News author Mary Beth Franklin wrote there were two uh, recurring themes at the annual Investment News Retirement Income Summit in Chicago the economic impact of increased longevity and the need for guaranteed income in retirement. So, when we talk about how much income you need, John, that income needs to be guaranteed. So you have to take a look at where are you going to get guaranteed income in retirement? Yeah, you've got to have, it's like a balance sheet. If you've ever done a balance sheet or ever done a budget, you've got assets and liabilities. You've got assets on one side, liabilities on the other. Well, your liabilities in retirement are those bills that are going to come in every month. You're going to have an electric bill. You're going to have a grocery bill. You're going to have, you know, maintenance and repair on your house and your car. Those things just don't stop just because you stopped working. There are some things that stop when you stop working, but those things just continue right along. And you've got to match up those liabilities with the assets that you have. And unfortunately, Scott, most people only have Social Security as an asset that is a recurring guaranteed income stream. How do you meet those guaranteed bills? You're guaranteed to have that stuff, Troy. You know that uh, the grocery store is not going to just start giving you uh, groceries for free just because you're retired. Right. An example of this is if you say, I have to have you know $4,000 a month for your household just to pay all the bills, groceries, uh, just a comfortable level of living. And let's say between two Social Security checks, you've got $3,000 coming in, well, we would say that you have a $1,000 gap there right. to, to meet your required expenses every single month. So, and Scott, figuring out that gap is is what we do at GenWealth and is really the subject of today's show. Yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the broadcast. More about making your retirement assets last as we jump off into that next after the break. We've got live events happening near you. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar and sign up now. We're back right after these messages. Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. 
That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. We are into June by a few days now. And taking a look back at May, John, it was the first month that the S&P was negative in 2019. We had quite a rally going, but now some more volatility has entered the equation. And and it is rightfully so attached to the trade war talk that continues to be a fight between President Trump and foreign countries, foreign countries' leaders. But I think there's another fight that we're going to kind of focus in on here in the Fastest Four, and that's what may be a fight building between what we'd say institutional investors, the big money investors, and where interest rates are. Yeah, and this is a complex issue, but the the all the talk about trade has scared the particularly the bond market and we saw rates rise in the bond market because they were like, "Oh boy, here we go." And then when, you know, this trade thing came up and, and, and tariffs and, and Trump particularly came out and said that he was going to impose the Mexico tariffs, yep. the 5% on Mexico and what have you, uh, the markets kind of went nuts. And, and we saw the Fed actually step in this week and say, you know what, if things continue to be protracted in this argument about tariffs, we can cut interest rates and help the American economy weather that storm because it, it can be a short-term detrimental to the economy if you get into a protracted war on tariffs. And so, you know, the 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 market is trying to figure this out, the stock market's trying to figure this out, the bond market's trying to figure this out. But I, at the end of the day, Scott, I think it all works out. And yeah. I think that that first of all, we shouldn't be really terribly upset about this yield curve inversion that you're hearing a lot of people talk about because it's just a minor inversion. There's several points there, but we don't think that that is significant to be a portent of a recession coming. Now, if things continue to go as they are with this stalemate with China, with us imposing tariffs on on Mexico, and that gets into the weeds, so to speak, then we could have some issues down the road, but we don't see that happening. We think this will, at the end of the day, be resolved. And when you talk about working itself out, it does need a solution at some point, because it's the uncertainty, I think, that really drives the volatility. Every time President Trump tweets something, or every time there's a new uh, factor in the trade war talk, that's when you see the markets respond. But if you take a look at LPL research, and, and that's where we use as our guidance, they're still maintaining a year-end target of 3,000 for the S&P 500. Absolutely. And we think that cooler heads are going to prevail. And and I think that politics and, and an election is the, the great sobering factor here because Trump wants to get elected and he knows that he is not electable without a very strong economy. And so he's at the helm of this. He's controlling this. He's the one with the 280 characters on his Twitter thing <laughs> and, and, you know, decides what he's going to say. And he could just as easily say, well, we're going to kick this down the road and work it out. And, and then, it's happy days are here again almost and and you know the economy would would i think and the markets would respond positively to that and you've got to think that that cooler heads will prevail in this but i'm not counting out a protracted war in this because trump could think that this is actually good for his politics if he's in a war with mexico and china and wanting to be protectionist to the United States. So we talked about the institutional investors and their worries, but what about the average investor? And that's who our clients are. And you watching and listening today, you got to have a strong stomach to ride this thing out. You do. You got to have some patience. You got to have a strong stomach and you've got to think big picture. Paint with a broad brush, not a fine tip because the fine tip can be bouncy. It can be all over the place. You want to paint with a broad brush as far as building your portfolios are concerned and keep that long-term view and understand the role of equities in your portfolio. That's it for the fact. Fastest four minutes in investing. The Get Ready for the Future show continues on the radio side right after this. There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the break. Stick around. I'd be rich. 
Meet the GenWealth team in person at our GenWealth Academy workshops happening in your area. For more information, visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events. Now, back to the show. We've got three GenWealth Academy workshops coming up in the month of July. We gave you June off. We, we assume maybe somebody was going to take a summer vacation. So you get back from summer vacation. You get finished watching the grandkids play ball. Hopefully, well, I guess it really never ends anymore. But, you know, if the season is over, you've got a couple opportunities to come see us at a GenWealth Academy workshop. And the topic of all three of the workshops, Social Security, coming up July 16th at 6.30 at Mike's Place in Conway. So if you're listening to me today in Faulkner County, the Bologna area, or in Conway, Moralton, we have lots of clients up there. So if you're a client, be sure to think about coming and joining us. And if you're not a client, come find out more about Social Security and how that fits into your retirement income plan. We just talked about on the other side of this break uh, the importance of guaranteed income. Don't discount the role Social Security can play in your retirement. So 6.30, July 16th at Mike's Place in Conway, 6.30, July 25th at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, and 6.30, July 30th at the El Dorado Event Center. Stephanie's going to be a busy uh, person in the month of July because we're going to bring you in for these Social Security workshops. We've done a couple of them already, and for those uh, listeners who haven't heard Stephanie on the program or haven't had a chance to meet Stephanie, she spent 27 years working for the Social Security Administration and knows the ins and outs of that program and really can answer just about, I'm going to say, any question you could bring to her on this uh, workshop night. It's really a Q&A, too. That's what it turns it is. into. I mean, yeah. we've tried to shorten it, but honestly, <laughs> it's one of those things that kind of kept going and going, yeah. and people were you know, getting the answers they want. It is hard to get yeah. accurate answers sometimes on Social Security. Yeah, you and I uh, did a workshop in North Little Rock earlier this year, and, and that's what it was. We had dinner. Uh, dinner's provided at all three of the workshops I just mentioned, and you can come in and get your questions answered from Stephanie and the Gen Wealth crew. So again, July 16th in Conway, July 25th in Little Rock, July 30th in El Dorado. If you're near any of those locations, go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events, register there. And I might point out too, a lot of people will charge for a social security workshop. We never do that. Our workshops are always free. They are education focused. We are not there to sell you anything. We want you to walk away having your social security questions answered. And I think people did the last few times that we've done this. So make plans to attend that. You know, I, I thought that we were giving folks June off, but you know, I was telling you about how the average American spends about 10 to 20 hours planning their vacation. Yep. The most popular month to vacation is not June. Really? Yeah, according to one survey. Now, again, you, you can pick and choose your numbers here, but July is the most popular month to travel. So, Troy, you're going to be uh, you're going to be in there with everybody. Be busy. Yeah. You're going to be in there with everybody. 46% said that they plan to vacation in July. 36% said August, which surprised me because of all of the uh, families who will be going back to school or have kids who are going back to school. Only 11% said June, 7% said May. I just, uh, it feels like that week after Memorial Day and that first week of June, it's like there's a jailbreak. Everybody's <laughs> yes. like just yeah. running out of town because they've just like had it through the spring and now they've got to get that first taste of summer. And, and you know, there is a lot of anticipation about that. There's a lot of anticipation about retirement. Mm -hmm. And being prepared for retirement is way more important than being prepared for that summer vacation, regardless of whether you take it in June or July. Yeah. The most popular length, only three to four days. So I have a feeling a lot of people are wanting to make their vacation last a little longer than it does. And we're talking today about making your retirement assets last. In the previous segment, we kind of teed up the conversation and changed the dynamic of thinking about it, not in terms of how much money you have when you leave your work life, but how much income you're going to need and how much income you're going to want. And the real challenge, we had quoted Mary Beth Franklin from Investment News about two recurring themes at an annual retirement income summit. The one, the need for guaranteed income in retirement. We're going to circle back to that in this broadcast. But the other part of that, the economic impact of longevity. And that's one of the challenges, one of the big risks that you face when you walk into retirement is you just don't know how long you're going to live. You may not think, and we've had plenty of clients into our uh, offices before that don't think they're going to live very long. They would just assume have Troy a retirement income plan that ends at age 72 because that's how long their dad lived and that's how long they think they're going to live. 
but you don't know that. And then other people say, hey, I've got a granddad that lived to 104. So that's on their mind about how long they're going to live. But that is a key risk or a key challenge you have to overcome when you talk about making your retirement assets last is you don't know how long you're going to live. Right. And, you know, we can look at some averages. The uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, if you're 60 years old, years old right now and a male, you can expect to live to about age 82. And if you're a 60 year old female right now, the average life expectancy is 85. Mm-hmm. But you have to keep in mind that's just the average. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, data on both sides of that average point. So, it, you know, when you factor in healthy lifestyle and, and good genes and medicine, you know, it's not uncommon to see someone living close to age 100 now. Scott, let's let's put it in, in perspective. If I'm your financial advisor and I use the average life expectancy of 82 to do your plan and you live to 85, are you happy or not happy? <laughs> not happy. This is pretty easy, right? If, if there was no contingency on that plan, yeah, I'm not there, happy. There's, uh, there's this three-year period of time that you have run out of money. Right. And, I, you know, as, as blessed as we are in this country to have a system like Social Security that provides a guaranteed income stream to us, and as great work as Stephanie and, and her colleagues have done over the years at Social Security, I got to believe that really nobody really wants to live just on social security mm-hmm. and you've got to be prepared. You've got to be careful for this. And there are a lot of things, not just our spending habits, but there are a lot of things that are circling around sort of like buzzards out in the, out in the field, you know, when something dies out in the field, there are a lot of things out there that are ready to attack your success in social security. Let's talk about a couple of those things. We've talked about longevity. How long are you going to live? But we're, we're at the end, uh, relatively speaking, we're at the end of a bull market. I don't know when it's actually going to end. Uh, it's like an energizer bunny. It just kind of keeps going, but it won't keep going forever. And we know that there are changes coming. Now, uh, you know, Ryan Dietrich, our friend at LPL Research, uh, admonishes us and says, look, guys, you know, the, the economy is basically healthy. We're having some more volatility, but we don't see an end to this bull market for another six months to a year. Well, that's true, but let's take a look at what happens after that six months to a year. How are you going to prepare for that? How are you going to prepare for something in our industry that we call the sequence of return risk? Mm -hmm. Because if you are about to retire and you're going to retire in the face of a changing market, then you've got to have a plan to overcome that changing market and allow your retirement income plan to work, whether the markets work or not. A simple withdrawal strategy and the old standard or the rule of thumb, or as John likes to say, the rule of dumb was pull out 4% from your portfolio. Just put it in an asset allocation model, let's say 60% in equities and 40% in fixed income and take 4% out of it and your portfolio will just do better than that over time. Now that works until it doesn't. What if we have a major downturn in the first couple of years when you begin that strategy? So we don't believe a simple withdrawal strategy is really the way to go here, especially if it's going to go into a down market and then you live a long time. So that's what we're talking about, volatility and longevity. So when you look at the options and the what ifs of today's market, you know, periodically selling market assets, John, you, we talk about the concept of dollar cost averaging, right? When you're putting money in to an investment systematically, the process inevitably you're going to catch some of the downturns of the market and you're going to be able to buy some stocks on sale. But there is a concept in retirement called reverse dollar cost averaging. Yeah, and this was really kind of addressed in that meeting that you were talking about, that uh, conference that Mary Beth Franklin was writing about. Uh, She writes in this article that the conference kicked off uh, on the first day with two people, and I think it's interesting who these folks are. One is Mark Weedman, the Senior Managing Director of BlackRock. BlackRock is the largest asset manager in the world. They they manage more institutional money than almost anybody in the world. And then Ted Truscott, the CEO of Columbia Threadneedle, which is a big mutual fund company. They discussed how low interest rates, low inflation, coupled with high stock valuations, are creating investing challenges for both the advisor and the retired clients. Generating money in retirement is 
going to be even more challenging if the market drops and advisors will need an adaptive withdrawal strategy, meaning yeah. you got to change with the times that are going on. These are two people that make their living off the stock market. They, they literally are selling things that you invest in the stock market on, and they're telling you, hey, things have got to be different. We've got to look ahead so you don't make the mistakes and, and really crater your retirement. Well, and the other side of that is, is okay, I'm fearful of the market. So uh, we're at all-time highs now. I'm walking into retirement. Maybe I should sell or liquidate my market assets when the market appears to peak and go hide into something very, very safe. Well, then that creates uh, a problem from another risk standpoint, and Troy, that's the fact that prices are going to go up in retirement. Right. If you take everything you have and sell it, and you know the logical thing would be put it in a savings or a money market account if you're fearful of the market, yep. well, you're going to have a tough time keeping up with inflation because we know things are going to continue to get more expensive um, as we go down the road. Yeah. And you look at where CD rates are, which is the best safe money environment, right? If you think about getting out of the market and putting something in no risk to principal, what are those rates? So I could, we look at them occasionally. They're probably about 2%, two, maybe three, for a 12. Maybe, to, maybe 3% if you invest it for a long period of time. Yeah. And they don't go up much because the long end of those interest rates are not much higher than the short end right now. So that becomes a big problem when you're talking about not even keeping pace with inflation, which right now is historically pretty low, but is going to get higher, we assume. And not to mention healthcare costs. That's the big elephant in the room for me because we know that healthcare costs are rising at a much higher rate than inflation is. Stephanie, I know that you worked with a lot of folks that were retired and and you had to have seen a lot of people that came into the Social Security office that were struggling with healthcare issues. They were, yes. I mean, and besides healthcare issues, just even Social Security in itself. Unfortunately, those cost of living increases don't keep up with inflation either. You know, they're supposed to, but no. They're not. In reality is no, they do not. And, and in reality, a lot of times those cost of living increases get gobbled up by the cost of increase in Medicare premium. Because exactly. your Medicare premium, your Part B Medicare premium comes out of your Social Security check. A lot of people don't realize that. They get that green statement from Social Security and says you're going to get, you know, $1,500. Well, they get a check for about $1,350 because there's a $150 Medicare premium involved there. So those those are things that you've got to plan around when it comes to, to retirement. You've got to understand that healthcare issues are a big deal. Making your retirement assets last. That is the theme of today's Get Ready for the Future show. We thank you for being with us on this Saturday, and we'll be back with more of the program right after this. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments. More about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. Did you know there are a ton of financial resources on GetReadyForTheFuture.com? No? Well, bookmark that page for later because the Get Ready For The Future show is back. <laughs> I was waiting on you to jump in. I know. <laughs> what is that? I, 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 we've is that got, ABBA? Is that who that yeah, is? That's yes. who that is. Yes. Okay. All right, well, well, we we've got to have Troy doesn't know who that is, but we know who that is. I'm out on that one. <laughs> we've got to have a conversation with the uh, producer about uh, these bump songs. That we, uh, oh, man. Making your assets last. That's the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show. Now, we've been talking about... Uh, the problems that retirees are going to face, the volatility of the market, especially if you're retiring soon in the next five years, we're at the end of that bull market. We don't know when it's going to end, but at some point we go over the cliff into a bear market and or a recession. And what if you're retiring into that with your assets? Longevity. What if you outlive your money? How long are you going to live? We don't know the answer to those questions. A dynamic strategy is needed to continue to generate income for you all the way through your life, no matter how long that is. And then, of course, the inflation risk. If you bail on the market, liquidate now while we're at all-time highs and put it in safe money, you can't keep up with inflation. So those are the three big risks that retirees are going to face. And simple withdrawal strategies are just not going to work, or may not work, we should say. And you need a more dynamic strategy. And that that's really getting into where we're going to talk about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And an option for you is to build a guaranteed income stream for some of your retirement income needs. And we believe in analyzing what your required income need is in retirement. What is it going to take to pay the bills, to make sure the lights stay on, to make sure it's heated and cooled in your home, and to make sure you have food in your stomach 
a basic standard of living. We have to address that. And if Social Security is not going to be enough and you don't have a pension, John, we look at ways to create what we would call a private pension for you. Yeah, you've got to think about if you have that gap that Troy referred to uh, just a minute ago, let's say $1,000 a month of uh, difference between your guaranteed income and your guaranteed expenditures, then you've got to have a way of providing that $1,000 a month consistently throughout your retirement. One way to do that is with an annuity product. And I thought it was interesting at this at this uh, retirement income conference, Mark Weedman, the Senior Managing Director of BlackRock, again, the world's largest asset management firm, he said, why isn't there a bigger annuity market in the U.S.? It is the missing piece of the retirement income puzzle and only one, one that only an insurance company with their ability to pool risk and boost payouts through mortality credits are equipped to solve. Well, I'll tell you what's not a bigger issue because you got morons like Ken Fisher running around saying, I'd rather die and go to hell than sell you an annuity. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a guy that says, oh, you ought to put all your money in an annuity because it's safe. Nor am I a guy that says you should never put money into an annuity. Mm -hmm. Those two are extreme examples. And because of those extreme examples, we've got a lot of people running around here in fear of what an annuity is, not understanding what an annuity is, and really putting their head in the sand and missing the opportunities that they have to shore up their retirement, especially that retirement income gap, by not having a guaranteed income stream. Well, John, I think this goes to the larger problem with a lot of people like Ken Fisher and others is they are shouting an absolute from the rooftop when they don't know anything about you. It is, it is a unique plan that needs to be built for you, and your advisor should know who you are. And, Troy, that's the problem. Is, is not any, there's not a single retirement income plan we build for our clients that is the same. Right, yeah. We, we need to understand your situation where we can customize a plan for you. Uh, John, one more thing to point out. Since you mentioned BlackRock and, and, and Mr. Weedman's quote here, I think we need to point out that BlackRock is not an annuity company. No, not at right. all. They, right. they don't sell Good a point. annuity. Nowhere in the world do they sell an annuity. But but the, here's the guy that runs the place, one of the managing directors that says, this is the missing piece of the retirement income puzzle. Scott, I had a client come in the other day and he had been totally misled about what an annuity was. He mm-hmm. said, I thought it was that you put some money into this and you uh, took money out for 20 years. And when 20 years was over, that was it. You didn't have any more money. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case at all. As a matter of fact, uh, the hallmark of an annuity is that it provides guaranteed lifetime income in retirement. Now, there are just about as many annuities out there and many types of annuities are out there as there are people. But what that's why you have a retirement professional sit down with you and understand your situation, Troy, and figure out which annuity, which type of annuity that you might need or whether you even need an annuity. Right. That's what I was going to say. You know, like you mentioned, Ken Fisher, he says no one needs an annuity. Well, we're not saying everyone needs an annuity, but there are times when an annuity is needed. And then you have these folks that all they can sell are annuities and they think everybody needs an annuity and that's not right either. Mm -hmm. And it's not right that all of your money should go into annuity. I I had a client come in not too long ago. He had had a recommendation, gotten a big inheritance. And his recommendation from his insurance agent was put every dime of it in this annuity. Mm. And I'm like, no, don't do that. That doesn't make any sense. So you've got to think about this and understand that you have a complex problem that does not have a very simple answer. No, I mean, we want that personalized plan for each individual that comes into this office. So and that that's one of the things that is great about Gen Wealth is we want it tailored to what your retirement needs are going to be. So as we talk about putting all these pieces together, I do, I do want to take a moment to point out the the role of the financial advisor and the role specifically of a GenWell financial advisor in all of this process, because there has been a little bit of uh, publicity over the last week or so. And John, you alluded to this in the Get Ready for the Future show last week about the new legislation aimed at the at improving the outlook for retirement planning. Now, we applaud the effort for sure that it's on the minds of the U.S. House of Representatives. They passed the Secure Act Retirement Bill of 2019 a couple of weeks ago by a vote of 417 to 3. SECURE is an acronym that stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement 
enhancement. That's where we'd probably go sideways with this is that, hey, I play, <laughs> I applaud the effort, but if we think the U.S. House, and this is not a law, by the way, this is just, a, it's passed the U.S. House of Representatives, so it hasn't become a law yet. But even if it does, setting every community up for retirement enhancement, I'm not exactly sure how Washington is going to do that. No, and I, I posted a, a LinkedIn rant, I guess, if you will, yeah, about this the other day. And, and I just said I'm not a fan of this because it really is a head fake. It does not do what it says it's going to do. It The first thing that they say that they want to do in this is to provide more access to retirement savings with small businesses by providing them the opportunity to band together and do 401k plans. I have news for you. Small business has had for years and years and years access to retirement income planning uh, or retirement planning. It's called a simple program. And Troy, either the small business shies away from it because either they don't understand it or they don't want to spend the money on it, or those simple plans fail because people think they're too over-obligated to put money in it. Yeah, the problem isn't actually access to these types of plans because, like you said, Simples have been around for a long time. We have uh, plenty of companies that we run Simple plans for here at GenWealth. The problem is a lack of education, and a lot of small companies don't know they have access to it. So even if you say, okay, now you can band together and small companies can can all operate under one 401k, if they're uneducated on how that works, they're still unlikely to, to do that and participate in the plan. Here's the other fallacy of this, Scott. They're going to raise the RMD age from 70 and a half to 72, which means that you can leave your money in the IRA for another year and a half without having to take that money out and expose it to taxes. And that's a, a little bit of a carrot to older folks that, that don't need to take money out of their IRAs to, to live on. And they are aggravated about the fact that they have to do that and, and pay taxes on it. We have some clients like that. But here's the problem. To pay for that, what they're doing is they're getting rid of a provision that what we call in our industry the stretch IRA provision, Mm -hmm. which means that if I have an IRA and I pass it on to my wife and then she passes it on to our kids, the kids have to take that money out within five years and pay taxes on it uh, under the new provision. Under the current law, they could take out an RMD, a small amount of money, required minimum distribution, and let that IRA continue to grow over their lifetime and have this generation-to-generation transfer of wealth go on. This kills a, a huge generational transfer of wealth vehicle for middle class, upper middle class folks that have IRAs, and it does it with actually not a whole lot of benefit in terms of this stretching out the RMD to, from 70 and a half to 72. I just don't think it does anything like what they think it's going to do. If Congress wants to do something to, to change this whole retirement thing, figure out some way to mandate that people are educated about their yeah. choices. Yeah, exactly. That is the whole thing. That's why we started MoneyWorks was because we wanted an opportunity for employers to have people come in and educate their employees about their plan. And Troy, when that happens, uh, employers are, are really positively impacted by that. Yeah. One, one reason that they're normally positively impacted is because when we come in and can educate employees about their employer plan, then obviously the participation in that plan goes up most of the time. So bottom line is, if if the government wants to make an effort to so-called set every community up for retirement enhancement, it, well, I mean, that's fine if they want to make that effort, but you have to understand the why. I mean, it's, it's up to you, and until you understand the why, which is back to John's point of education and sitting down with a financial advisor and building a plan that's specific to you, there's nothing that Congress can really do that's going to make a, a dent. And, and as you've pointed out with regard to the RMD, oftentimes when they make a positive change, it has a negative impact as well. Yeah, and here's the problem. These things are born in the clouds, but the problem is nobody wants to get in the dirt. Hmm. Nobody wants to get down in the dirt and do the grind that's necessary to actually affect change. Yes, it's great to, to you know thump our chest and say, we're going to set up every community for retirement. Well, that's just bull. You're not setting up anything for retirement. You're setting up false expectations here that the government is going to do something to enhance your retirement. They've continued to do it. I have to be honest. One of the things that surprised me the most 25 years ago when I started with Social Security is they said, 
Social Security was not supposed to be someone's only means of retirement. Well, why aren't they even pushing that one simple thing? I can't tell you in 25 years how many people, that is their only income. So if Social Security's sole purpose was not to be the only income someone has, why don't they educate even public? And it's somebody in their 20s and 30s from day one when they go to work that you need to be saving yourself. What is the average Social Security check approximately? It's 1400 a month. Yeah. Are and you- honestly, in Arkansas, probably you're fortunate if you have $1,000 a month. The yeah. average person probably gets 1000 a month from their Social Security. Yeah. So think about when it's up to you, if you're going to rely on the government, that's what you're going to get. And, and maybe a little more, obviously, if you have made more income. But the, the maximum is is what is in the maybe $3,000 range or not, mm-hmm. maybe 2900 on the full retirement benefit. So it is up to you. And we're going to talk a little bit about that dynamic investment strategy. We've started talking about that, building in that guaranteed income stream to make sure your needs are met. But what about the rest of your retirement assets? What do we do with that as part of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process? We'll talk about that next. Want to know what goes on in the studio? During this break, go subscribe to the Gen Wealth Financial Advisors YouTube channel and get all the straight talk on retirement, investments, and your money. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you'd like to learn more at any point in the program about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, we'll invite you to call our office. Our main number here in Bryant is 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. You can also Email us, info at getreadyforthefuture.com, and Anna Olive, our client introductory specialist, will get in touch with you and match you with the Gen Wealth Financial Advisor. That might be geographically. We have offices all across Arkansas, especially Central Arkansas, West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, and El Dorado, and we also have an office in Northwest Louisiana. So chances are, if you're hearing my voice during the program today, there's an advisor from Gen Wealth. Uh, near you, ready to sit down and talk about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And that's what we're really going to do a deep dive on for the remainder of the program here as we talk about making your retirement assets last, building a dynamic investment strategy that's built uniquely for you. That's what we do every day with our clients as they walk up into retirement five to 10 years out or if they're in retirement. And that is a retirement income plan. We've talked about today in the broadcast of changing that discussion from how much do I need to retire to how much income do I need in retirement. And the risk that you will face going in building or taking income from your retirement assets, the volatility of the market. What if you retire at the wrong time, at the end of a bull market, as we go into a bear market, which could possibly happen? The longevity risk of what if you outlive your money? And the inflation risk is what if prices go up? And we know that's going to be the case. So when we talk about building a strategy that takes on all three of these risks, guys, The first thing is making sure that your required income needs are met. And we talked about how we take a look at Social Security. Is that going to be enough? And if it's not, using a portion of your assets to build a guaranteed income stream using an annuity product uh, that is built for you. And then the desired income. That's where we're going to kind of hone in on now. Taking income from your retirement assets as they remain invested. And John, I've heard you say this time and time again on the program. You have to believe in equities because uh, growth stocks and the real estate asset class are the only two things over time that have outpaced inflation. There has to be a component of your retirement investment strategy that includes that. Absolutely. You've got to think about the fact that if you are, say, 60 years old, you may live to 80, 85, 90 years old, and things are going to be more expensive in that era of your life than they are right now. And you've got to have some way to grow those assets as time goes on. And we believe that equities in real estate give you the best opportunity for that. Are there guarantees on that? No, they're not. But that's okay because you don't need the guarantee because you don't need the money right now. And Troy, that's the the key in investing in equities in retirement is you've got to buy yourself time. Right. So we said you have to believe in equities, but you don't want to draw straight from those equities to provide your income. So if you can imagine that you've got maybe three different buckets, you've got a first, your first bucket where you're going to draw your income from is going to be very low risk investments. Uh, It's not going to move up and down much with the market. 
Then you've got a middle uh, bucket where you may have some of that real estate type investment. And then finally, your furthest out bucket, money you're not going to need for a long time. That's where you would have that equities. And Scott, the the dynamic of this is is that when you have profits, if you have profits in that middle bucket or that long-term bucket, in retirement, you want to go ahead and capture those profits. You want to scrape those off the top, if you will. I use the analogy of a harvest. Uh, like a farmer has a crop and he gets this crop out in the field. He's not going to just leave it out in the field and let it go to waste. He's actually going to go out there and harvest it and put it in the barn, you know, put it in the silos, whatever the case may be. And he's going to capture that, that benefit of that, that yield of that, of that crop. The same thing holds true in retirement with your middle bucket and your long-term bucket. You want, as you get profits from those, as you gain from those, then you want to just harvest out of that, those gains and let the money continue to work for you, but harvest those gains, put those in your low risk bucket and use that money to live on. And that elongates or that pushes out your need to go back to that bucket, uh, the longer term buckets. Again, you've got, you built yourself more time. The more time you can put between you and the time that you need to draw from an equity bucket or a moderate bucket, the better off you're going to be. That's why we call our retirement income plans living, breathing documents, because it's going to require some ebb and flow. It's going to require ongoing management. It's going to require sitting down with you on an annual basis to see what's changed in your life. You know, I, I think about the uh, client we had in early in the early part of the year, John, that basically he knew a lot about investments, but he sat across the table from us and said, I couldn't sleep at night if I had to do all this on my own. Yeah. And I think that one of the problems that we have right now is that people want a one and done. They want a quick solution. They want to be able to touch it one time and then go about their business. Your retirement income is more important than that. You've got to spend the time dealing with this and it's not complicated. It's not like you have to spend a third of your life, you know, managing your retirement income thing. You come in once a year and sit down with your gen wealth advisor, make sure things are tracking along. We actually spend the time to manage that and make sure that things are going along in the way that we planned it on paper. And the other thing I think I would point out here is I've actually been working on a plan fairly recently with a high net worth uh, couple, and they're talking about maybe retiring early. And it is very tempting and, and, and even appropriate to take a look at how much wealth they have and think about, well, could they draw the income that they want by preserving their capital or creating a strategy to just basically actually spend the income that those investments are producing and not selling shares of the investment. And they could. But if the goal here is consistent income, you have to be willing to take a look at that on an annual basis if you're going that route and understand that that's going to vary, right? I mean, it's not going to be. If you have a downturn in the market, John, and you're going to take off 4% of your overall portfolio, well, now you're taking 4% of a smaller number. Yeah. And you got to have a massive amount of money, I think, in this day and time to yeah. be able to live off the interest, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you have people that conceptually understand that idea and they think that's what they want to do, but frankly, they just don't have enough money to do that. And so you've got to have some uh, a much more dynamic retirement income strategy to do that. And so part of this is balance. Part of this is spending down while growing on the other end of the balance. Uh, if you think about a teeter-totter or a seesaw, you're going to spend down on one side, but on the other side, you're hopefully going to grow those assets and put those in things the long term that, that have some growth and then rebalance that and get it back into kilter as you spend down the, the front side of that array of buckets. Yeah. And you talk about that teeter-totter in, or seesaw, as some people call it. We've had that discussion before, yeah. too, of what actually is it called. But that being, that being said... Troy, we're going to have that in your plan. You're going to be able to see that mapped out in the in the plan that you have going through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. Yeah, that's a big deal for someone that's getting close to retirement is having that plan on paper where you yep. can actually see this is what my income is going to be each month throughout your retirement. That can really ease some nerves going into retirement. So that process begins with a phone call. Again, 501 653 7355 to reach out or an email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. So let's talk a little bit about what that first appointment looks like. So going through step one of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is absolutely free to you. It's a couple of hours of sitting down with an advisor. We talked about how we would match uh, you with an advisor. Some of that's geographic based on office location, what's convenient to you. 
Some of that is just where you are in life. But if you want to take step one of building that plan, it begins with a conversation. We're going to talk to you about the things we've talked about on this show a little bit. What are your income needs, both required and desired? We're going to take a good analysis at do you have a required income gap? Do you need to use a portion of your assets to build a private income stream through something like an annuity for you? And then take a look at how do we bucket those dollars? We talk about uh, providing that income for your desired income being through your low volatility investments on the front end of retirement and then staying invested in the stock market for the long term part of your income. Because we we know historically speaking, and obviously John has already said it's not guaranteed, we know that if you leave money alone long enough in equities, historically speaking, it will work itself out. There's never been a 15-year run that it was negative. So that is giving it time so that volatility happens early in your retirement. It doesn't affect the money that you were taking out as income. So we talk about those things. We have what we call a fact finder. We're going to put all of that down on paper. And then we spend about a week or two building your plan. And then we come back for a second appointment. And that's when you'll see your unique retirement income plan built for you. Absolutely. And and understanding that unique retirement income plan really does start with Social Security. I want to circle back to, to Stephanie's work at Social Security, our upcoming workshop on July 16th in Conway at Mike's Place, July 25th in Little Rock at the Crown Plaza, and July 30th in the uh, El Dorado Events Center down in South Arkansas. The the Social Security, we talked about the average Social Security check in Arkansas is probably a little over $1,000, but that $1,000 is critical. That $1,000 is the foundation of everything else that you're doing in retirement and how you claim that Social Security, the different ways, the different strategies that you use to claim Social Security, and then all the nuances. Scott, that's the thing that's fascinating working with Stephanie as our Social Security specialist is that she knows all the nuances. She knows all of the tricks and and everything and all the little things that has to happen to make certain things happen based on what the client's ages are and where they are in life and their circumstances, and that allows us to really make a big difference in their retirement income plan. But that that social security is the foundation. Then you go to the ready to retire process and start layering on how you're going to use your assets. Maybe you need an annuity. Maybe you don't. Maybe you need investments in the buckets. Uh, you know, those are all things that we'll sit down and figure out when we sit down with a Gen Wealth advisor at our offices and talk about your personalized retirement plan. Three opportunities to attend one of those social security workshops. July 16th, we're in Conway at Mike's Place. July 25th, we're at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, and July 30th, we're at the El Dorado Event Center in El Dorado, 6.30 to start time for all three of those. If you want to register, just go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events, free to attend, and bring your questions about Social Security to those workshops. That's all the time we have on this week's Get Ready for the Future show. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. 